0: Hey, y'all. This is Monica from I Can't Believe That Happened, and I am so grateful for all of you coming back to the podcast. It was a very long and unexpected break, but I do have some exciting news. I took the time because I was writing a book, and I could really use your help on this. It's at owlentwine.com. That's the website, and I kind of lied when I said it was a book. It's also a game, and I need as many people as possible to take a look at it, play the game and tell me what you like and don't like this is completely free if you go to the website www.owlintwine.com it's right at the front if you just sign up with your email completely free i really just need the help with a lot of people trying this out okay so on to the podcast i am really excited i get to introduce you to one of my favorite magicians and women in history adelaide herman So Adelaide was born in London in 1853 to what I would call a fairly eccentric family. She um, grew up pretty much in the family museum, which I think would be kind of the coolest thing ever. I would love to live in or grow up in a museum. She really had aspirations of becoming a dancer, and she went about it in some of the most fascinating ways I've ever heard. Usually you think, oh, I want to be a dancer, I'm just going to take some dance classes. Adelaide um, trained as an aerialist. Uh, That's like those amazing people in circuses that are up at the big top and doing all sorts of crazy things and death-defying things in the air. And then she rode, and I'm going to mispronounce this, so please forgive me, a Veloci... Oh, goodness. Okay, we're going to just call it a bicycle. If you look this up online, you'll see that in the late 1800s there were these things that were very close to looking like bicycles, but they were a little bit more... um, a steampunky designy They're very interesting to look at. I highly recommend going to Google and taking a look. So she didn't just ride this. She kind of used it as a way to do tricks um, as someone who was just incredible with how she just always had to perform. She was amazing. These skills become very important because she becomes a very important magician And before she becomes a very important magician, please forgive the snorting and snoring in the background. My pug decided she needed to be with me all day today, so uh, I'm never going to be able to edit out that sound. Um, Just picture a very cute little pug and the snoring and snorting sounds much cuter. All right, so all of this physicality is really important because she uses it as a magician's assistant and then as one of the most important magicians in her own acts herself. Now, Adelaide finally got her dream to be a dancer, and she moved to New York to be a part of a dance troupe. This is where she meets Alexander Herman. Now, he is considered a pretty important and fairly famous magician, along with his brother. And they had two separate acts that were going on, one in the United States and one in Europe, and they would often switch he Alexander fell head over heels for Adelaide and it's really not hard to imagine why if you see her um, I'll have some pictures up on the show notes so if you head over to um, to the website and take a look I'll I'll have some pictures up of her she was it's not that she was beautiful if I think she was beautiful but there's just something that's so alive about her and she was so creative and so um, she was just so smart and yeah anyway sorry i digress but it's she's just incredibly lively they um they together created what we think of as the magician look so if you're going to kind of like close your eyes and get a stock image of a magician in your head you kind of think the tall thin tuxedoed very serious long top hat man and that is what alexander herman looked like now, this is where I get a little squishy on details, and I'm sorry, it's it's really hard to explain, because when you think of a magician's assistant, you kind of think of the person who's like, oh, look, I'm pretty over here, so you don't see the transitions over there. Uh, that wasn't what she was doing. She was incredibly skilled. She was coming up with a lot of the acts herself that her husband performed. And yes, I'm sorry, I did skip a big part there. They got married. (laughs) Congratulations to them both in 1875. And it was such a big wedding that even the mayor of New York came. Now, Adelaide brought a lot of incredible artistic set ideas, costuming, um, and a sense of allusion to their act, which was very different than the act who was already performing. They became incredibly famous and wealthy as in a lot of money came in, the problem is a lot of money went out. More money went out than the amazing amounts that were coming in. And it became a big scramble. When Alexander died unexpectedly, she was left with tremendous debts and a show. And as a woman in the early nineteen hundreds, um it became a big question mark if she could continue the show on her own. And Alexander's nephew stepped in and he said that he would do the show with her. And they tried that. It did not go well. Just spoiler. It, it did not go well at all. And they separated. Um, it seemed like there's a lot of bad blood in that. We're just going to leave that alone because that's not important. Except to say that she thought she needed to try one more time with another person to make this famous she took some time off and in 1899 she's has a solo act and it is incredibly successful it is jaw-droppingly amazing um she becomes the quote-unquote queen of magic and the first really successful female magician so at this point she's like 46 and she goes on a world tour and she is not just famous for her magic. Um, she's also famous as a fashion icon. And I'm going to just drop in pictures of her costume design. I am a sucker for good costume design. And what she wore, it really started to influence a lot of what was going on at the time. And I've said the words like famous female magician. And Adelaide Herman would probably be really mad at me about that. She was very clear that... Um, she said over and over again i shall not be content until i'm recognized by the public as a leader in my profession and entirely irrespective of the question of sex so for the breakdown of that sentence if you are misunderstanding the use of the words there is that she's saying i just want to be known as the best i do not want to be known as the best woman i don't even want my gender to be a part of this discussion i just want to be known as the best illusionist magician ever Now, Adelaide played with a lot of um, archetypes, like types of women and stories in her acts. And one of her most famous acts was The Phantom Bride. And it had these themes of loss and marriage. And you could probably imagine that this is fairly personal to her after having lost her husband. Um, She would, quote unquote, hypnotized the bride, the assistant, and the body of the bride would raise up and she would pass a hula hoopy kind of thing over the body to so show there was no um, wires or anything. And she did that act a few times in a few different ways. Um, she would do the witch illusion where she stumbled onto stage dressed as an old woman. And um, she would try to reach fire burning in the darkness. And when she arrived to the pyre, she would dive into the fray- flames and she would return as a mean ghost. Like I a lot of the sounds like kind of like hokey, but if you think about it during this time of these late 1800s, early 1900s before television, this would be a shocking and really neat thing to see. Now she performed all of these acts, which was incredibly physical. And she went on these massive world tours. Um, she did this all the way up until her seventies. And in 1926, there was a huge warehouse fire And that just destroyed everything she had, um, all the props. And when you are a magician, your props are everything. Um, they are the illusions that they're creating are created by the props. And these are incredibly expensive things to buy or have built and everything was gone. So you might notice that a lot of the times when I'm talking about a specific person in this podcast, I usually choose them because they re- they um they don't let anything stop them. And I admire that quality tremendously. She's in her 70s, she loses everything again for the second time in her life. And she rebounds. She um she starts a new show and it's called Magic, Grace and Music. And it it did pretty well. Um <laughs> you could say the National Vaudeville Artist Year book shows her in her final performing year. She was she was really an amazing woman. Um, she did pass away in February of 1932, and still, you know, if you can, if you're a magic nerd, you'll hear about her. But it's important to remember most people know who Houdini is and was. Um, they had very similar interests in in how they performed their magic. Um, and they were just as famous as each other. So I just wanted to bring Adelaide Herman back out from the shadows. show you are, um, please take a look at the show notes. I'll try to link as much as I can. So you can see sort of what I'm talking about. And thank you so much for being so patient with me while I was writing and not posting these weekly. I will try so hard to be better at posting these. Um, I'll try harder not to say, um, so much. So, the kindest thing you all can do, aside from going and signing up for reading Blackwater Manor and playing Blackwater Manor, is to head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us some stars and some reviews. This is a kind of a project of fun for me. I'm just really excited about history, and I hope you guys enjoy this as well. Thank you so much. I hope you will tune in next week. And again, you know, we don't advertise at all for this podcast. This is just something I do because I love history. And we're starting to get a lot of people listening now. And all I can think is that must be because you guys are getting some value from it and you're enjoying it and you're sharing it. So if you could keep doing that, that is just, that means so much to me that you, you enjoy this enough to share it with friends and family. All right. Next month is going to be the Halloween month, AKA my favorite holiday ever. So we're going to be covering some cool stuff from like the history of Halloween movies and the history of horror movies to like the history of trick or treating, um, So I hope I see you next month and next week. I will think of something else really cool to talk about next week.